Welcome back to another episode of Stafford and Matthew, sponsored by Colin Covers at Colin Covers on Instagram. Make sure you check him out for any sports betting advice you will ever need. He makes people money. That's the bottom line. That's what will uh, you know entice you to go uh, check him out. But um, you know what? Money's good. Money's free. You know, go take it. Uh, anyway, Chris, myself, uh, intern Kev, what's going on, boys? How we doing? Yo, what's up? All right, wild card weekend. Actually, super wild card weekend, if I should say so myself. Uh, was kind of disappointing for me. Didn't love it. Uh, love the two-day football. Three, uh, three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday. Phenomenal. Love that aspect. However, the games left a little bit to be desired, at least for me. Uh, especially a couple of games like Seattle, where I think the game was very slow-paced and probably could have been won by either side, specifically by Seattle. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But we'll jump into the first game, which is probably the best game of the weekend, if I, if I had to pick one. Colts-Bills. Bills take it 27 24 is the final score. The Bills advance to 13 and 3. Or actually, no, they don't advance to 13 and 3. That was a regular season record. They just move on to the next round. Um, and honestly, we all saw it coming. We saw we saw we saw the the Bills kind of faltering in the first half and then coming back in the second half. And then Phillip Rivers blows the whole damn thing. That was the blueprint going in. That's what we all thought was gonna happen. We thought, you know, Phillip Rivers would have one last shot to win the game, and then he'd choke it away, which is exactly what happened. Which is, it's almost like you write a, a book before, you know, the story even happens. But, um, Chris, what are your thoughts on that game? And what does it mean, I guess, for, for the Bills moving forward? I mean, I just, I think for me, man, it was just the, the fact that he couldn't connect with Pittman. Um, mm. He was open plenty of times uh, on the field where they could have made a first down or even a touchdown. And he just couldn't get it to him or just, you know, just to move the change. Anything like that, he couldn't do with Pittman. And that was like the one, the one wide receiver that was actually open the most throughout the game yeah he was targeted 10 times only has five receptions to his credit at 90 yards which was good um yeah. and philip river statistically over the day wasn't horrible i mean 27 to 46 309 yards and two touchdowns no picks that's not a bad line when you're looking at it from an analytical standpoint it's not but if you sit down and you watch the game this is why stats are for losers guys stats are for losers because if you watch that game that stat line tells you nothing about how philip rivers played mm-hmm. nothing um, just because, you know, in the crucial moments where you're, you're supposed to kind of deliver is this veteran quarterback, you're brought in to deliver for these kind of moments specifically. I mean, there's a reason Jacoby Brissett wasn't starting this year is because they want experience at the quarterback position. Uh, the brand <laughs> Philip represent who's got 37 years old, uh, with about 13 kids and he comes in, tries to start for Indianapolis and, you know, he has struggles along the way propelled by a great run game. By the way, shout out to Jonathan Taylor again. Capped off his rookie season with a nice uh, 78-yard game in the playoffs with a touchdown, as well as Naeem Himes, uh, the kind of the, the, the dual back there in the backfield, six receptions or six attempts for 75 yards. No scores with 12.5 yards of carry is no slouch uh, or no slouch stat line. But, um, yeah, Phillip Rivers, disappointing season to hit the least. This Colts team is very talented on both sides of the football. Absolutely. If they can get – they're pretty much a quarterback away. If, if I want to be get real here, they're pretty much an elite quarterback away. Um, I'm sure they would love to get Deshaun Watson. It won't happen though. Interdivision trades are very rare. And, and obviously with Deshaun Watson, that's a huge asterisk uh, behind that rule as well. So uh, don't get your hopes up if you're a Colts fan, but you might be in the market for somebody like a Jimmy Garoppolo, like a, um, you know, a Matt Stafford. Uh, but I guess we'll have to wait and see on that. Players at all. Huh? They aren't bad players at all. They're not. It's just you get better than Philip Rivers. That that's the bottom line. You get yeah, better than Philip Rivers. And I would be I would be shocked if Philip Rivers is in Indianapolis next year. <laughs> he probably might. He probably might just be a uh, backup role, just to mentor the young guys. Whereas... But do you really think that he'd take the backup role? Like, wouldn't you just retire at that point? Like, I'd just retire. Like, he has millions and millions of dollars. Like, he invested. It. He's smart. It's not like he's gonna run out of money. Like, I would probably just retire at that point. Yeah, well, here's the thing. For a lot of people, um, and I'm not saying this for me because I know for sure I knew my answer uh, immediately. But for a lot of people, when they go through the game, they're as, as, as successful as they are. And, you know, they're just built into a, a, a routine. Like this guy has been in for uh, how long has Philip Rivers been in the league? Forever? Since 2004. Yeah, so he's in a routine now. You know, after a while, sitting on the couch is probably going to be like, you know what, I need to get back in on the field mm-hmm. and do this. You know what I'm saying? And I can yeah. see them bringing him in and having him as a coaching role for, for a, a young guy that they bring in. Definitely, almost like a Brian Hoyer role this year, kind of a player coach in that aspect, I guess. Uh, I, I don't see it happening, but I guess it's possible. He still um, has fire. Yeah, no, you're right, you're right. 
Uh, but for Indy's sake, I mean, I think you probably should have given Brissett a shot here. I think he's talented. I think he has the ability to throw the ball down the field. You saw a couple of times, uh, you know, during this season, they brought in Brissett actually to relieve Philip Rivers in these Hail Mary situations. He would come in uh, to throw the deep ball. And he actually come in on goal line situations as well to run a read option or, or every once in a while as well. So he has usage. There's a reason why they didn't trade him a couple of years ago. When Luck was kind of contemplating retirement, the Colts kind of knew about that and still were very hesitant to trade Jacoby Brissett. Um, I think there's a reason why. I mean, I think they know the kid has talent. I, I do want to see him get a shot as a legitimate starter one day. And hopefully that, that, that day He's comes. Been right had a shot. He's been had a shot. His time has passed. That's <laughs> what it is. 25 years old. I don't think his time has passed. I think he's shown you enough to warrant no, at least I'm a training camp invite. It's like he can't be a, like he can't play quarterback. But I'm saying as a starting quarterback, his time has passed. Like he's, gonna well, have to be, he's going to be a, a, a really good backup. And then he get his shot in some crunch time moment where he can prove that he can go back to being the first, uh, I mean, a starting quarterback. But as of right now, that's instant shown. We've been seeing years uh, for, for a couple of years now of him coming in for a couple of games and making his contribution in the game. Now, I don't, I, me personally, I don't think that he's a bad player. I think that he's a good quarterback, but in, I mean, clearly in the court, in the coach's eyes, it's not enough because they keep on, they keep, they, they kept on going back to Andrew Luck, which rightfully so, because he, he was the better quarterback, but also now they're moving on. They moved on. They clearly showed it when they moved on and picked up Phillip Rivers and not let this guy flourish uh, throughout this year. Hey, if Ryan Mallett could start in multiple places, so can Jacoby Brissett. That's all I'm going to oh, say. Now, don't talk about my dog, Ryan Mallett, man. That's my dog right there. Is it your dog though? Yes, absolutely. That is my guy. Chris, I called him dumb as bricks like 12 episodes ago and you lapped no, your you ass didn't. off. No, you yes, didn't. I did. Put, roll the tape. <laughs> roll the tape, Kevin. We're going to have to see that. You have we to got you. That. We have you in 4K. We got your ass in 4K laughing at that no, stuff. No, no, no. I would never, I would never, never, ever. Not my to, dog. To your, to your credit, you try to keep your mouth like shut. Like you try to like avoid laughing, but it kind of snuck <laughs> out. Like it's on video. We'll find it. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, I'm happy for Buffalo. I mean, it's weird to say as an AFC East, you know, competitor, but I am happy for Buffalo. First playoff win since what? Where are you? Five. It is very strange. <laughs> it is, it's, it's very weird. Um, but I'm, I'm a fan of Josh Allen. Looks great in shorts and is an elite quarterback. So I'm very happy for him. And I hope he continues his, his run deep in the playoffs here. I don't think they'll, they'll you know, the Super Bowl or anything. But Over the division as well? What's up? Dominance over the division as well? Uh, dominance, I would halt that because Miami's going to be a big player this year. We'll talk about Deshaun Watson. I think Miami might be the landing spot for him, so I might be a kind of a competitive division between Dude, them. Um, probably not the Patriots. I mean, probably not, but <laughs> you never know. You never know. You, you never know. <laughs> Speaking of divisions where your favorite teams are getting ruined, the NFC West, the Rams and the Seahawks, uh, had a kind of a battle. When I say battle, I mean it's a very, very moronic, very monotone, very hard to watch battle 20 to 30 is the final score the Rams take the W over Seattle um and the one thing I want to talk about here the fact that they threw how many times did they threw Russell Wilson, uh, Russell Wilson here I'm gonna get the stats up real quick they threw Russell Wilson only 27 times <laughs> 27 times this is pretty much a penultimate point in the season right this is your wild card game you play a tough team against the Rams that's a tough seeding choice obviously the Rams played you tough historically Jalen Ramsey's been wrapping up DK Metcalf ever since he's been in the league um, so obviously it'll be a tough you know matchup going forward this is the game that got Schottenheimer fired this is it Schottenheimer got fired I think yesterday or today something like that uh, and there's a reason why it's because he put together a terrible game plan they ran Chris Carson in the worst possible situations ever it was horrible I hated watching it. It was the most slow-paced game ever. Let Russ cook, period. Let Russ cook. I want to see this guy throw down the field. 27 pass attempts in a playoff game is not nearly enough for a franchise quarterback. This guy's a top-five quarterback in the league. I think it's not even a conversation. I think it's you know, point-blank period. I think it's solidified. He threw the ball only 27 times. That's embarrassing. Yes, he had a tough time. I'm not going to say he didn't have a tough time. 11 completions on 27 attempts. That is a tough stat line to swallow. It is, especially coming from your franchise quarterback in a playoff game. Yeah, that stinks. He had two touchdowns and a pick, 174 yards. But at the end of the day, you have to go balls to the wall. You should not be playing conservative in a playoff game. You need to play to win. And the only way to do that is throw the ball down the field with your number one quarterback in Russell Wilson. Yeah, no, absolutely. I feel you. I, I feel you on that. I was wondering the same thing. Even though that DK Metcalf had five receptions for 96 yards, that, that just showed, that just told me that he could do 
even more if they were spreading the ball out out there. And, you know, granted, you know, it's the D line, you know, that's, that's something that they have to worry that you have to worry about. You can't just keep on dropping back and uh, hoping to throw a Hail Mary down the field uh, with DK Metcalf and you got uh, uh, Aaron Donald sitting in your lap, but as well as, (laughs) as well as the rest of the D line, honestly, because they're all really good. And then you have striped down uh, DBs like, uh, uh, Jalen Ramsey uh, and company. So, you know, it was just hard all the way around. I knew I I, I knew it was going to be a tough game. I knew that it was going to be uh, kind of a, you know, a mimic game, honestly, uh, both of them trying to run the ball as much as they can. But uh, what surprised me was is that uh, even though uh, Wilford got hurt, I mean, Wilford got hurt, which that was something crazy, but um, they let they let uh what's uh golf throw the ball down the field. He still threw the ball down the field. So that was uh interesting to me. Dude had nine fingers and still won a playoff game. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> that is pretty hey, impressive. Uh hey, but I shutting up the haters. Yeah, no, he's not. No, he's not. He, he, <laughs> he completed he completed nine passes. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> Jerry Goff didn't win the football game. Cam Akers did. And speaking of Cam Akers, Absolutely. holy shit, 28 carries, 131 yards in a touchdown, 4.7 yards a carry. The Seattle run defense couldn't stop a nosebleed. It was embarrassing. It really was embarrassing because Cam Akers, yes, granted, great athlete, probably middle of the pack running back, though. I don't really think he's an elite running back. I don't think he's this great big presence. I don't think he's a Todd Gurley yet. And you let him run all over you. It was kind of embarrassing, especially when you're Seattle, who you've been criticized more for your pass defense than your run defense. I mean, run defense has been stellar all year. You Bruce, not Bruce, or, oh, not Bruce Irvin, not Bruce Irvin, Jamal Adams. Uh, Bobby Wagner, the list goes on and on. You are a run-stop team. You play cover three deep, and you you, you run-stop. That, that's been your formula since 2014, right? And you just didn't do it successfully against a, an injured Jerry Goff and a middle-of-the-pack Cam Akers. That's embarrassing to me. Seattle should take this personally. They should kind of take some take some time to evaluate themselves. They already fired Schottenheimer. That's step one. Um, you, re- you look, look at everybody and say, like, hey, what the hell just happened? Like, we should be – we're better than this. You went yeah. 12 and four. You probably could have went 14 and two. You have a great roster up and down. Uh, there's not much more you can really do besides add a couple guys to, through the uh, the draft and everything. You don't have a ton of cap room. Mm-hmm. It's just like this team should be playing better than it is. And it's kind Absolutely. of embarrassing for me, and especially I'm, I'm sure embarrassing for you as, as a former player to see them go out this kind of in poor fashion in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't think it was in poor fashion. I just think that um... – well, I mean, it was. I can't. I can't lie. It it was poor fashion, but you know, the team overall, the players is who I'm really more close to than any anybody uh, in that organization. Uh, they played their hearts out. They played what they can. I mean, they did what they can do within the scheme. Uh, they, you know, they fought hard, and they, and you know, that's all you can ask for. And you know, Tyler Lockett, who was a who was a guest on this on this field. I mean, on this uh, podcast. Uh, he came down. He made an amazing catch, you know, down the sideline with one hand. Uh, you know, they all played hard, man. Uh, you know, just you know, hopefully they can come back next year and uh, get one. For sure, I, I am rooting for. It's always hard. It's always hard for them to to, <laughs> to play. It was always hard for us to play uh, the Rams uh, during this time of the year. I don't know what it was. It was just, it was just weird. It just felt like the game was just that much, that much more technical. Didn't you get injured against the Rams? Uh, yeah, uh, did I? No, I didn't. I don't think I did. What was who? When did you get injured for when you when Locker came in the preseason? I forget. Well, what team was that? that? Was, uh, right before the 49ers. Um, uh, I forgot. I forgot what team it was, but I think I got hurt in practice. Oh, okay, okay. I thought it was, I, thought yeah, it was I got hurt in practice, and then there was a 49er game that was coming up, which was pissing me that pissed me off because I'm <laughs> like, this is my team right here. I get to right. go in here and light these dudes up. Yeah, that is tough. That is tough. Anyway, next game, which was really, really, really entertaining as well. Tampa Bay and Washington. Yeah. Tom Brady almost lost. Like he yeah. did. He almost lost. It was really, really, really close. 31-23 is the final score. That doesn't tell the whole story. Taylor Heineke put up a unreal performance. This was gritty. This, this, this If you want to look up grit in the dictionary, Taylor Heineke's coming up right there. Like this, this kid <laughs> played his heart out. Yes, he they, they gave him no shot coming into the game. No shot at all. And, you know, you know, it's probably a fair assessment when you before the game, before you see the game, right? Little known Taylor Heineke, Alex Smith's out last minute, kind of. You go into the game with 
kind of uh, no really offensive identity now. Your defense is always going to be solid, but against Tampa Bay, you know, with Tom Brady, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, Gronk, Godwin, Evans. I mean, it's it's hard to stop. Obviously, that's an understatement of the year. Um, <laughs> but but this this team played very solidly. I was very happy for Washington. I actually found myself rooting for Washington towards the end of the game. I really wanted Hanicki to pull this 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 thing off. I really didn't. They were they were close. They were close. Um, I do have a couple of complaints though. That last drive, Washington was kind of driving here. They were only down eight points. They had a shot towards the end. Mm-hmm. I believe it's for, uh, second and like 10, I think, right? They threw, they threw that kind of wheel route to J.D. McKissick on the outside. Mm-hmm. He catches the ball, makes a football move, and then fumbles the ball out of, out of bounds, right? But then they called it yeah. an incomplete pass, which was stupid. It's like the Dennis Bryant thing, kind of. A football move? What the hell was a football move then? This dude caught the ball, looked, changed his body direction, and then drop the ball to like four four steps. That's yeah. a catch. Like uh, like this drives me insane. Like you don't need a camera to show me that. It's a catch. If this dude takes more than two steps and he changes direction, that's a football move. I don't care what you tell me. That's so stupid. And then after that, because it's incomplete pass, it's third and ten. Then Heineke gets sacked, and now it's fourth and twenty thousand. And then you lose the game. That changed the entire complexion of the game. If he catches Absolutely. that ball or quote catches that ball, which he did obviously, it's what third and like two yeah. instead of fourth and 22 that's a huge difference so i was kind of pissed about that i wanted to see them go down the wire and maybe have a shot for two more conversion actually seeing this game in overtime would have been electric that would have been an awesome game to watch. <laughs> um it's the best one though, for sure for sure but yeah uh, obviously props to tom brady to go two touchdown passes um and played solidly throughout obviously i think he was hoping for a better performance against washington who really wasn't you know, a team that really expected to have a shot against this team. And now he has to walk into the dome next week against Drew Brees, which will be an all-timed game, almost like Father Time's playing himself uh, mm-hmm. on primetime football, which would be cool to see. Uh, but, yeah, what, what were your thoughts on this game? Uh, honestly, I thought it was a good game. It was just, you know, it was just a bit slow. Uh, I was rooting for the, under, uh, for the underdog, of course. Um, the wheel route. The real route, that's what the, the the wheel route. That's what I always say. For when times like this happens, you can never just put it in the in the referee's hands because things like this happens all the time. And then you got guys like us that comes out here and we have to talk about it and talk about how egregious it was and how he messed up this call and it changed the whole dynamic of the game. That's what I always tell. That's what I always tell people uh, when you're playing when you're playing in these sports. You never want to put the ball in the hands of the referee because it'll never go your way. <laughs> it'll never go your way. And that's what it changes. And, and, and we all seen it. You, you, you said it yourself. It changed the whole dynamic of the game because they were on a, they were on a run. They were on a hunt for, for it. And, and that messed everything up. Everybody started moping around and, you know, half the guys was out of it. The other half is, you know, trying to figure it out and do it by themselves. So, No, you're for sure right. But I will, I will say one thing. Taylor Heineke at least earned himself a roster spot next year. Oh, no, absolutely. And I'm really <laughs> – Absolutely. And, and I'm not – and obviously, there's going to be an overreaction, of, of course, from, you know, social media. Like, oh, this guy can play. He should be a starter next year. Like, no. He probably shouldn't be a starter next year. But high-quality backup, absolutely. Grit guy, glue guy and in the locker room, get, yes. He should, he should definitely get some money off of this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, how about – let's get Taylor Heineke on this. We'll, we'll have <laughs> a we'll little grit week. We'll have Taylor Heineke <laughs> for grit week. I love that. Uh, but, yeah. Shout out to Taylor Heineke. It was a great game to watch for that kid. Uh, Bright future ahead, hopefully. And then Tampa heads to, I think, their doom in New Orleans. (laughs) We'll talk about that uh, later, though. Anyway, Sunday. That was Saturday. Here comes Sunday. Mm-hmm. Ravens Titans 20 to 13 is the final score here. Baltimore is 6 0 in road wildcard games. That's impressive as hell. That really is. Look at that. He's wearing that Ravens. He's wrapping up. Are we talking about? about there we go. These Ravens? Yes, sir. Uh, oh. There we go. But anyway, Ravens take the W here. Lamar Jackson's first playoff win. Um, and he did it as a running back. I mean, I, I, I don't want to shit on the guy, but he did it as a running back. He did. He, he 17 of 24 for 179 yards in the pick, passing. In any other situation that loses you the playoff game. It does. Yeah. <laughs> but, you have Lamar, but you have Lamar Jackson. You have legs, which is pretty cool. 16 rushes, 136 yards and touchdowns, 8.5 yards of carry, including an absolutely electric 50-yard touchdown run um, at, towards the end of the first half there, which was awesome to watch. Um, and obviously, the critics are kind of starting to hush up a little bit. Lamar finally won a playoff game against Tennessee, who knocked him out last year. 
it's hard for me to talk about this game because I've shit so much on Lamar Jackson, Ryan Tannehill. So either way, I was going to either win and lose this game somehow in some way, uh, analytically speaking, but Tannehill proved me right. I mean, if I want to talk about things that I got right. Tannehill proved me right. <laughs> 18 to 26, 165 yards, touchdown to pick. Derrick Henry pretty much got shut down. 18 carries. And that's Ryan Tannehill's fault. Well, hold on. So I'll connect the dots for you. 18 carries, 40 yards, 2.2 yards a carry. This was always my hypothesis, right? I've said this multiple times. The true mark of a franchise quarterback is when he has no help. That's what that, that really is what it is. When Derrick Henry's carrying the load, right? Derrick Henry's been carrying the load for this team for the past two years. That's that's un, that's undebatable. That that is that is point blank period. That's facts. They took him away. And they paid Ryan Tannehill to be their, their franchise quarterback. As a franchise quarterback, you need to be able to win games alone. And he put up 13 points. 13. Alone? Alone. He, How did he, so he wanted him out there throwing and catching the ball and running the ball? Bro, this guy has A.J. Brown on his How team. How do you as John o. Smith on his team. This dude is as uh, – And he threw it to him. What do you want, what do you want him to do? Like, I like, want him to win, Chris. Down. I want him to win. That's I not his fault. If you put up 13 points as a quarterback, that is absolutely 100% your fault. That is not his fault. Chris, how many minutes are in a football game? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You got to – listen, 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 Joe. You got to understand that it is a team sport, a team sport. So that means everybody, the person who needs to who needs to run the ball, he needs to be able to run the ball. Who the person who uh, who's going to help him run the uh, run the ball is the offensive line. The person who's going to get them to a successful play is the coach. It takes everybody. It doesn't just take one person who's who has the ball in their hands. You can you can hold that. Jared Goff is a prime example. Is somebody who just got benched, who uh, who was just benched, and now he only gets in because of, because of an injury. Like he's mainly one of those guys, but he's out there and he's getting he's in the hundred million dollar contracts. No, I'm not. I'm not excusing contracts, but I will say this: there's no I in team. You're right, but there's an I in win, and Ryan Tannehill needs to get that straight. That's all I'm gonna say. So yeah, bottom line, I don't. I mean, like, I don't think Ryan Tannehill's the guy. I don't think he ever has been the guy. I think if you thought he was the guy, you're delusional. I really don't think you. If any, there's no like evidence to support your claim that he's a franchise quarterback. That's all I'm trying to say here. Uh, well, he needs Derrick Henry to be elite to be anywhere near functional. For the Titans. He huh? works well for the Titans, I think. Really. I just think that it was just a hard. It was just a hard game. There's a lot of great quarterbacks to, that that go up against. Uh, historically great uh, uh, defenses, and they just have a good game. Like they don't blow a team out of the water. Dude, I've never seen a quarterback just blow a great team out of the water. So, all right, well, we, let's, let's find some middle ground here. Who do you blame for this loss, Chris? I blame the coaches for the Titans' loss because they should have known that the Ravens was going to clamp down on Derrick Henry, and they should have did more. Uh, with the pass game and come up with more schemes to to get open shots down in the pass game. So you don't blame Ryan Tannehill at all? No. You're delusional. Next I'm, game. I can't talk about this. You're <laughs> delusional. I cannot believe that. Crazy. Ravens who, so, move on. Okay, so then let me ask you this. Who did who 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 had the better game? Tannehill or uh uh Lamar? Not Lamar. often it's just who had the better game. Lamar Jackson. As a as a quarterback. Yeah, because so you, you won. Okay. He won. He put up more points than Ryan Tannehill did. That's the bottom line. Okay. That's the bottom line. Hey, you want to go with the Ravens? I want you to go for the Ravens because I went for the Ravens. Fair enough. Fair enough. Anyway, next game on Sunday was the Bears and the Saints. And before we get into actual talking about, yeah, I slammed my phone because I want to talk about this. The fact that Nickelodeon was the, the prime host of this was ridiculous. I watched a touchdown. I don't know who the hell scored. I was focused on the, the commentation only. This is what I heard. The NBC guy just going crazy, like, oh, touchdown. And then I hear this little girl who's like 13 years old. Yeah, that was epic. God, I wanted to tear my ears off. That was so cringy to hear. Never do that again. NFL, I am pleading with you. I know this is used as a ploy to try to get NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox to pay more money 
for your rights. I understand. I get it. I do. I'm a businessman. I understand. I get it. But please never pick Nickelodeon again. That was painful. <laughs> you had slime popping out of the corner to the end zone and stuff. Like, I did not need to see that shit. I'm just trying to have a nice afternoon watching <laughs> football with my girlfriend. I don't need to see SpongeBob running on the field every five seconds, okay? I don't need to see that shit. Please stop. Never do it again. Okay. There was football, too. There, there was football during this game. If you guys don't, you don't support the kids? I love Nickelodeon, but I don't like Nickelodeon for NFL games. There's a separation. <laughs> it's a separation of powers. This should not be happening. I don't want to see Patrick Starr and Squidward's tentacles on the sidelines. That's all I'm saying. I don't want to see that. Man, I, like, I like Patrick Starr. Well, also, but so do I. But I'm saying, but like, it's probably different. You have a kid. I'm sure the kid. I'm sure she enjoyed watching the game and everything. If she was on the couch with you, but I'm just saying, I don't. I didn't like it. I did not like it at all. And speaking of which, I did not like this game. 29, 21 to nine is the final score. The bear, the uh, the Saints squeak away with a victory here. But honestly, they very easily could have lost this game. Very easily. They did not play well. They did not play good football. It was 10-0 at halftime. That was generous. They probably shouldn't even have 10 points. This Bears defense actually kind of clamped down this offense. And it mm-hmm. makes me wonder next week what the hell's going to happen against Tom Brady. But we'll talk about that later because I do have a kind of a hot take, not so hot take, regarding that game. Mm-hmm. When talking about this game, Mitch Trubisky did exactly what he was supposed to do. He laid an egg. 19-29. 199 yards of touchdown, no pick, which was good for him. The no turnovers thing was very good for him. Just wasn't enough for uh, against the Saints defense. They shut the run. They shut the run down. Uh, the rundown game. Jesus Christ. They shut the run game down. Dave Montgomery only had 12 carries for 31 yards, 2.6 yards of carry. Uh, and Trubisky had 10 yards as well. Didn't really make a difference here. If you can't run the ball effectively in the playoffs, you're not going to win. That, that's just bottom line. You you need to be able to run the ball effectively and shoot that clock on time possession to win the football game. That didn't happen. That's the reason why they lost. Um, but I will give credit to, where credit's due. The, the Bears defense did play pretty well against Drew Brees in, in that Saints offense um, for as long as they possibly could. 21 points in a playoff game for Drew Brees is, is pretty, you know, great in terms of the Bears defense. So what are your thoughts on this game, Chris? Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that I'm not watching these highlights for the first time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not going to say that I don't, that I didn't watch the game, but I watched a little bit of it and I was just like, this is, this is, this is not a good game at all. I'm watching, I'm watching the, the bears actually clamp down on this, on the saints. And I'm like, like, are we not trying to play? Or are we just trying to get by on the game? So when I figured that out, I, I, that's, that's what I put in my head. They're just trying to get by and they're not really trying to play a football game because there was nothing there to do. You know what I'm saying? Bears is not, the Bears haven't been a good team to, to stop anybody in the NFL. And now they come out of here this week, even though anything can happen in, on, on any given Sunday, but not against the Saints, not against this high powered team. So, uh, like I said, I'm not going to say I didn't watch the game. I'm not going to say I'm not watching this highlights right now. It was honestly like the it, this kind of encapsulated all wildcard weekend here. Uh, boring. I mean, I, honestly, it was kind of a boring weekend considering how much potential some of these matchups had. It was it was boring. Yeah, the Colts Bills game that was entertaining. Uh, mm-hmm. Ravens Titans okay, entertaining wasn't great. Had a great ending with Marcus Peters with that interception. That was cool. Um, you know, Bucks Bucks uh, Washington that was an entertaining game. I guess. Uh, but you know, Saints Bears is not a fun game to watch at all. By understanding, it wasn't really entertaining. It was, a game, I, it was a game I was I was I was okay with missing. Yeah, exactly. I didn't need to watch all of that. One game I loved watching though. The yeah, last okay. game, the last game of our weekend. Absolutely. Browns Absolutely. Steelers. Hey. And you okay. picked the Steelers. Don't you're not going to let you get away with that. You picked the Steelers. <laughs> you picked them. And I, I picked my brownies. Yeah, I did. And I went, and it's funny. The fact I picked the Browns as much as I've shit on Baker Mayfield is astounding. I am such a hypocrite. It's crazy. I took yeah, the Browns. I've been that all year. I haven't said it all year. Yeah, all year. But I, that argument still is like to stand on. But we'll talk about the game first before we get dive into that. 48 37 is the final score. Cleveland advances over Pittsburgh. And the really the story of the game was turnovers. Ben Roethlisberger, four picks, four touchdowns, but four picks. All of which, if I'm not mistaken, came in the first half. The end of quarter one, the score was 28 to nothing. 28 to nothing. Hey, do you think that these games are rigged? Like, or at least they have, I like, because this is this game had an eerie feeling of the Super Bowl, uh, the, the Seahawks versus the, uh, the Broncos. 
their first match. In I mean, I, I wouldn't say rigged, especially because the Browns were handicapped. You didn't have Joe Batonio. You didn't have, you know, your head coach. You didn't have like half your staff. They were all in COVID quarantining or injured. I think I would be hard pressed to say it was, it was rigged or anything. I think it was dominance. I think Ben Roethlisberger shit himself in the most important part of the season. You go 11 and 0, you lose your last three, four games. Um, you go into the playoffs as a, as a relatively high seed still, and then you lose to the Cleveland Browns who are handicapped. That's embarrassing. That's tough to watch. But honestly, it was fun to watch. I hate Ben Roethlisberger. I think he's a scumbag. I never liked him you know, anyway. Obviously, the allegations came out uh, a while ago against him. That obviously had a character concern in itself. He's a Steelers. I hate the Steelers. I always have hated the Steelers. Steel curtain stinks out loud. This team was fraud from the get-go. We tried to tell you weeks ago, uh, if you guys didn't listen, well, start listening now because – the Steelers team was never good. The Browns take care of business, 48-37. And, uh, and honestly, it was pretty fun to watch. It was fun to watch. Kev, do you hear this guy? <laughs> yeah, what about him? He is something else. I'm a butte, Chris. I'm one of a kind. <laughs> let, let, let one thing go wrong for an elite quarterback here. Hey, Joe is all over it. He's a Bro, Ben Roethlisberger now. is it was, so washed up. It's not so funny. Ago, it was just about the team. Now it's just him. He's a scumbag now. He is a scumbag. All that's, that's, this stuff. Scumbag. I'm like, damn, where was this like a couple <laughs> weeks ago when he was just when he was just ten and zero? Wait, do you do wait do you you wait? Do you not think Ben Roethlisberger is a scumbag? Like, I feel like everyone thinks Ben Roethlisberger is a scumbag. Yes, but I'm not publicly saying it. <laughs> I don't know I'm saying he's a scumbag. I he's just throwing it out there. Like, we keep trying to, he's trying to, like, redeem himself, trying to get himself right. Chris, you know what, what am I ever... You just keep throwing it in his face. It's like somebody just walking around. You you did something bad, and you go back and you go back in the room with your mom trying to play, trying to watch TV with her. She's like, go get your ass back in the house. Go, go, go back in your room. Like, damn it, I'm trying to be better, mama. Like... I'm Chris, have, have, I ever been, have I ever been afraid of being scandalous on the show? No, you haven't. Bro. I haven't. I speak my mind. That's the reason why I think I'm pretty successful <laughs> in what I do. I speak my mind. I have no problem saying it. Uh, but yeah, Rosberger, scumbag, glad he lost. But it was a kind of an it was an emotional moment though on the sidelines there after the game. Maurice Pouncey, him, Juju Smith Schuster on the sideline, they all start crying. Could be Ben Roethlisberger's last year's cap hit is 41 million next year. And he is not worth 41 million dollars. I think we all know that by now. Um, so might be Ben's. He last. just went 10 and 0. And then what happened, Chris? It doesn't matter. He just went 10 and 0. It doesn't matter. What the hell do doesn't coach, matter? Who do you coach? Who else is who else is out here coaching number 10 and 0 team? Not too many to- of them. It's not too many of them. You have a winning you that's have a Mike Tom and not Ben. You have a winning coach. You have a winning, you have a winning uh formula with Big Ben. It's been proven. Let him. Okay. Big Ben is the only the Big Ben and Pelsey are probably the two oldest dudes on there. Everybody else is young. You gotta let them ride. Let them get together, man. Uh, let them chill together. Uh, I think Connor should be gone. I think Connor might be gone after this year. Uh Claypool is gonna end up becoming a a fucking monster next year. <laughs> uh Juju Smith Schuster is probably gonna take a back another another backseat role after uh get him giving him a chance of being a number one wide receiver. He's uh, signing with TikTok. Yeah, whatever. And let that defense, <laughs> let that defense yeah, whatever. Ride. Let that defense ride, man. I'm telling you, man. The Steelers is no joke. Uh, what I just seen was something crazy. It it didn't make sense to me, but at the same time, I'm I'm thinking about it. You got uh, you got Chubbs out there making making his plays. Uh, Baker is making his usual rollout plays. He's not like he's just killing them down the field. Uh, uh, throwing bombs down the field like that. I mean, he, he got a couple off, especially one with uh, Landry going down the middle and scoring a touchdown. But overall, it was it, yeah. Joe, man, you sometimes you you get me frustrated thinking about what you be saying. It's like, damn, why how could you talk about one of the best, one of the one of the best quarter um, quarterbacks that's uh, uh, played on this field? And he's done it at a high level for multiple years. Everything else that he's done that he's done did off the field, that is that man's problems off the field. We are talking about we're talking about players players playing in between these lines and that's all we need to be talking about. And is he proving it? He didn't prove it this game. No. 
but his track record proves that that guy is a winner. No, that's a good take, and I will, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why. One, I love to take about separating, you know, players from their their outside football mantras, right? OJ Simpson is still one of the best running backs of all time. Yes, he has obviously yeah. a lot of shady stuff going on, but yeah, in between the, the lines. Well, one, after he became who he was. Right, exactly. You, you can't take away that just because he did something in his personal life. Yeah, OJ Simpson is one of the best running backs of all time. Ben Roethlisberger has his place, I'm sure, in, in pro, uh, pro football annals eventually. Um, but I will say, Ben Roethlisberger's two Super Bowl wings, right? Mm-hmm. Against Seattle, which had no business being in Super Bowl that year. Sean Alexander was like the only competent guy on that team. Like he, yeah. like, uh, like uh, Matt Hasselbeck, really? Like really? You're gonna play Matt Hasselbeck in the Super Bowl and, and win? Yeah, shocker. I mean, if you lose, if you lost that game, it's an all-time collapse. And your second, in your in your second Super Bowl, I will give him a little bit of credit for. It. That's Antonio Holmes Super Bowl against uh, yeah. Kurt Warren and the Cardinals. That was fantastic. That was cool. Amazing game. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And it, but I will. Uh, but but to defend myself a little bit before we move on to the, our picks here, I can criticize Ben Roethlisberger and say I'm happy that I'm, he's losing because of his track record. Because that's just my personal opinion. It's not my commentary on him as a player. Although there's plenty of evidence to support me saying he doesn't deserve to be paid next year. Mm-hmm. But I can still say like I don't like the guy. I like seeing him lose. Like it's fun for me to say that. Like I'm sure you said that with Brady. I'm, I'm sure you like seeing Brady lose. Um, so I guess I don't know. I, I think it's a fair commentary, but that's just me. No, he did have a uh, record I number did, of completions. Yeah, and also had four picks in the first quarter, so that was fun too. I mean, five hundred yards. Hey, say that again, Kev. What'd you say? He had the record number of completions in NFL history. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. But what with I'm a saying big is big fat L on his face. Right, right. But what I'm saying is, is sometimes, is sometimes it's things like it, 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 for me, when I'm thinking about it and I'm thinking about uh, what a person is doing and why, and why we even notice them is their antics on the field. Now, if he was, if there, if, if there, if there's people doing uh, outlandish antics, uh, some might say like Chad Johnson or Terrell Owens, you know, those are two guys who have, openly done it on the field and have been criticized for whether you like it or you don't like it that's fair game like that makes sense but uh anything that's off the field that's not in between those lines is certain is certain certain things i mean i get it there's certain things that needs to be talked about i get that but just 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 having everybody's business out there on the on the forefront it sometimes is not even is not even warranted in certain cases and i you know i just feel like sometimes we just need to keep it in between those lines no no fair enough chris i think you're right i think actually you're right i think you're right i'll, I'll agree with you there i think you're right anyway that's wildcard weekend or super wildcard weekend wrapped up for stafford and matthews on to our picks divisional time this is where no, the big boys come this is where boys I'm become men lose not one game after this this is where boys become men this is serious this this is where football comes to play anyway we got double double headers on Saturday and Sunday as well. Let's rub on into it. Rams Packers Saturday at four thirty. Who you got? I'm going with the Packers, and you know why. You know why I'm going with the Packers because they are they have the best quarterback to ever touch the field. That's why they're gonna win. I'm not even gonna acknowledge you anymore because everybody like is clowning you in the comments now. I'm not even gonna acknowledge it. <laughs> I'm going with the Packers. Care. Forget them. They can talk all they want. I'm still going to sit here and say it. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback to touch the field. Yeah, never does can kick I didn't say rocks. The winning, I didn't say the winningness. I didn't say that at all. I well, you said can't the say best it anyway. quarterback to touch the field. You can't say it anyway, but yeah, I, I, I get your point. Anyway, Packers, Rams. Yeah, I'm going with Green Bay. You better believe in going with Green Bay. Absolutely. Jared Goff pff, doesn't scare me a little <laughs> bit. He has to go to Lambeau. He has to go to Lambeau to play a red-hot Aaron Rodgers in this Packers offense. Forget about it. It's going to be a blowout, I think. Uh, but, yeah, Packers. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. Saturday, 8-15, primetime game. Ravens-Buffalo. And I will say, I'm so excited to say this, Saturday looks like there's going to be a snowstorm in Buffalo. This is going to be awesome. Snow football. Josh Allen, Lamar, uh, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. By the way, underrated part of this is a battle of, of elite running quarterbacks. Josh Allen, I think, has earned the title of an elite running quarterback. Yes, he's not Lamar Jackson. He doesn't run. He doesn't like have this crazy agility 4-3 speed. But he's 6'6", 230 pounds, runs like a 4'6". Like, he's a big boy. Like, he's a big dude and runs effectively. 
So yeah. give him some credit. Give him some credit. Madden game of skate parts. That's all you need to know. But yes, Buffalo Ravens, who you got? I'm going with the Ravens, baby. You already know. I'm sticking true to my teams. And if the if green, I mean, if the Seahawks was out here, I'd be repping for them too. But right now, I know for sure the fact, I mean, for sure the facts are that if it's a snow day, that for sure the Ravens, who is already predicated on a run game, is gonna relate and is gonna lean on that heavily and then that defense is already shut down you have you're telling me you don't have to worry about uh somebody passing the ball uh, a million times down the field yeah you can get a couple off that's fine that's dandy but we know that a lot of them is going to go without uh, without uh hands touching them so we're going to lean on that run stop that run uh probably be the hero of the game defense is probably going to be uh the Ravens defense is probably going to be the hero of that game um, come up with a couple of uh, scoopers, I mean, with a scooping score or maybe a pick, you know, a pick, a pick six, things like that. I can see that happening for sure with, uh, with the Ravens. I'm going with the Ravens uh, to win it all. I mean, win it, uh, win this week. I'm riding with Bill's Mafia, baby. I cannot all wait right. to see this all game. Right. Josh Allen right. is going to get a signature W and prove he's the best quarterback from that draft class. It's the battle of what, 2018 draft class? Is that right? 2018? I think it's the draft class they all drafted in. Yeah, 2018. Uh, yeah, but it should be a good game. I think, honestly, as just a football fan, it'll be great to watch. Two electrifying offenses, but I do think the key to the game is going to be Stephon Diggs deep uh, on this Ra- on this Ravens defense. Marcus Peters is slower than Brandon Carr. It won't matter for him. I'm sure it'll be Marlon Huff recovering him, but I don't really trust these safeties against Stephon Diggs. I really don't. And if it's snowing, I don't trust him even more. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Buffalo there. But Stephon Diggs doesn't have a track record of catching balls in the cold. He has a, he has a track record of catching balls in the playoffs. The yeah, Minneapolis Miracle, baby. I'm just saying. I, I like Buffalo this game. Sunday. No, I feel you. No, I feel you. I feel you. It's it, it was tempting for me, and I was thinking about it. I was because I'm I, I like the Bills too. I feel like they have they have an advantage uh for sure. You know, that being his town and you know, them being acclimated in that weather and you know, being able to throw in that. But uh I, I mean I just believe in the Ravens defense just a little bit more when there's uh Pressing, I mean, when there's pressing uh, weather, I mean, pressing weather conditions out there. You're a loyal guy too, Chris. You got to go Baltimore there. You're a loyal guy. You know, I just want to see my guys win. There we go. Browns, Chiefs. And I swear to God, Chris, you picked the <laughs> I'm going with Kansas City. It shouldn't be a question. It shouldn't be a thought. It shouldn't even be a murmur in the back of your head. If you pick Baker Mayfield over Patrick Mahomes, I can't help you. That's that's bottom. I can't help you. I don't, I don't, I I can't recommend you to anybody. I can't I can't help you in whatsoever. I don't even recommend taking them on a backdoor cover, even betting. I can't <laughs> rationalize a single point of view where you take Cleveland to even cover the spread. Patrick Mahomes is going to wipe his ass or Baker Mayfield's beard. That's the that's the bottom line. Well, I don't know why you would. I mean, I I get it. I get why you say that because Patrick Mahomes' offense is electrifying. Uh, they can do literally whatever they want out there, but at the same time, <laughs> it is the playoffs. People want to be that much more on point, uh, just letting people run past him. I don't see that happening. Um, this is a time where, uh, you know, defenses are taking uh, more penalties than just letting people run past them and getting wide open uh, catches and running in for the uh, running in for touchdowns. So, um, I see that. Uh, also, it's two people for me who I think can bust this whole game open and uh, uh, really become true stars, which they already are in their own in their own sense, but can transcend the game with uh, with their running. Is Alvin Kamara? I mean, not Alvin Kamara, but uh, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Those two guys, knowing that. The Kansas City's defense is not the best defense out there. We all know that, even though they have uh, great pieces out there. But overall, it's just not that good. And they're known for giving up passes and runs, especially to top tier, uh, top tier running backs like these, like these two dudes. And I'm sure, I'm more than sure that Kareem Hunt is going to be trying to do a, just a little bit extra to this team. For you know, rightfully so, they let him go, but you know, kicking them to the curb to, 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 that, that the way that they did. But 
I, I think that those are valid points. I think the running game will be very impactful for Cleveland, and it will be the only thing that really keeps them in the game. But I, if if Cleveland walks, they take in the at, time off the clock. Where is how? No, I know. I know. Controlling the clock is the main point of the of contingency in playoff games. You're right, 100. If you control the clock, you control the game. Absolutely. But the if Cleveland walked into Kansas City in Arrowhead and just bites off. The, the Chiefs had. I don't know, know what I'm gonna react. I don't know how I'm gonna how I'm react. I don't know what I'm gonna do because like everything I know is based on the on like the fact that the Chiefs will beat the Browns. Like yeah. everything <laughs> in my reality is centered around that. If that doesn't happen, I'm like I gotta I gotta convert to like something else. Like I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do because I've lost all faith in the world. If Patrick Mahomes loses to Baker Mayfield on Sunday afternoon <laughs> football, that's all I'm gonna say. I I don't, I don't know what I'll do with myself. Yeah, no, but but honestly. I'm going with the Chiefs as well. I was just giving up the fair points that Cleveland no, right. could have a chance if they were to come and play. I don't know. I don't particularly believe in the uh, uh, in the Browns. They've surprised me just as much as they've surprised a lot of people. Uh, uh, surprised a lot of people out here. Uh, so, you yeah. know, who knows? But I'm going with the Chiefs. I think that they're. I think that they're just too strong for uh, for them, even if they do try to hold the ball. There we go. Sunday, 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 6.40 p.m. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the New Orleans Saints. Father time versus father time. The very last matchup we'll see, I'm, I'm fairly confident, between Drew Brees and Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Primetime football, divisional round. That, that's pretty awesome. Let's we'll take a moment to appreciate that and how awesome it is to see these guys duel it out one last time uh, in, in a playoff setting. So definitely worth the watch. I am going, with that said, with the New Orleans Saints. I know Tony Dungy and everybody else is saying it's hard to be a team three times in the same season, and I agree with you. I do. But there's two main points I think that the Saints have over the Buccaneers. One, the Bucs off their left guard, right? He's gone. He's out. He's, he's injured. He's out for the rest of the playoffs. In the two games they played already, Tom Brady on almost, I think, 40 out of his 44 dropbacks the last previous game, he was pressured or sacked. Mm-hmm. That's unacceptable. Now you take a part of that offensive line out. That only gets worse, doesn't it? And the Saints defense is obviously no such. It's only put they, they they stopped the Bears to nine points, given it was Mitch Trubisky, but still. And the second point is, this is now a fair fight. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady doesn't have Bill Belichick in his corner anymore. He doesn't have Daddy to help him clean up the mess. Mm-hmm. And his defense isn't like stellar either. Mm-hmm. You're now playing a. You're pretty much playing. You're the NFC version of the Patriots, right? You're playing Drew, Drew Brees yeah. and Sean Payton. You're playing a lead head coach, a great defense, and a great quarterback. It's a fair fight now. Greatest quarterback of all time versus one of the best teams of the last decade. Mm-hmm. Who's gonna win? I have to go with the Saints there, but I think it'll be a good game no matter what. I really do. I think it'll be a, probably a, a, a gutsy game. It'll probably be a down to the wire game. I hope for you know everyone's sake it is a good football game considering it's probably the last time we see these two legends play each other. Uh, you know, ever, but I gotta go with the Saints here. Yeah, no, I'm, I know I I agree with you on every point that you made, man. Uh, it makes sense, especially you know, you know, a guy who's played this game, uh, for the you know for as long as I did, it makes sense. But I'm going with Tampa. I gotta ride with my dog Tom Brady with the goat. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, <laughs> and I would never say that. I would never say that. But my dog, Tom, go ahead and get this done, baby. Man, you got too many weapons out there. Uh, as time moved on, Easton got Easton got better. Uh, we've done watch them blow teams out, even though they're, you know, they're in theory, you know, in terms of being inferior to the NFL in the NFL realm. Um, I get that, but still, it's still men out there. You're out there, you're running these plays, you know, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. I just feel like uh, the Saints right now uh, has a really good team, but I don't see them beating Tom Brady uh, again, especially now that he's well-oiled with his team. Um, you know, they done went through their, 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 you know, their trials and tribulations, and now that they're, they're gelling together and they're taking pictures on – on Instagram as a team and stuff and hanging out together and stuff like that. Um, I, I, I like it. <laughs> I, I like it. I'm not a, I, I'm not a Tom Brady fan, but I'm a Tom Brady fan for this week. I want to see him win. And, uh, and of course I want to see my pops hot sitting in his seat, drinking his, uh, drinking his, you know, what <laughs> over there and me laughing. So I would love to see Tom Brady go out there and win this game. 
I'm going Chris, I feel like your goat arguments biased because you stole a piece of jewelry off your finger. Is that true or not? You said what? I think your whole goat analysis that that Brady isn't the goat, because, but Rodgers is. I think it's because he stole a piece of jewelry from you. Oh no, heck no! What it was was when he started when he cheated when he, these guys cheated multiple times and you allow them to still go out there. Did they cheat against like, you? Oh, we'll, give you? We'll give you repercussions the, 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 the following year. No, we need it right now. <laughs> Let it be known right now. We want to ban him? Today. What do you want to ban him? Huh? What do you want to ban him? No, I wanted you to suspend that dude right then and there like you would do anybody else who's not Tom Brady. No, you got to go sit down. All <laughs> right. All right. Game. You got four, right. four, six, six games. You know what I'm saying? You chilling. All right, that whole deflated bullshit. If if a 375-pound Vince Wilfork falls in a ball in the middle of a winter storm, that ball will deflate. That's how it works. That's how physics works. Y'all got everything. Y'all got all the gates. How many other gates do you guys need? Well, we, well, that was a good one. And speaking of which, you want prison gates? And speaking of which, Boss's Big Three has all the gates you need on their shop. Check it out. <laughs> That was a perfect segue. Uh, but yeah, that was a uh, divisional round uh, you know, wrap up for Stafford and Matthews. Check out our picks sponsored by Colin Covers at Instagram, Colin Covers on Instagram. Check I'm actually going to bet this week on there. Yeah, for sure. You might as well at this point. Uh, he makes you money. Bottom line, that, that that's all you need to know about him. So check him out at Colin Covers on Instagram. Make sure you check him out and give him a follow. Chris, divisional rounds here. Any final thoughts? Uh, I just want to see great games, to be honest with you. Mm. Uh, so I can sit back and chill with my daughter and, you know, watch these games and, you know, teach her a thing or two. Uh, other than that, no, man, I just want to, like I said, I just want to see good games. As do I. I really hope that that Bucks-Saints game goes, you know, down to the wire. I want to see a great football game. I don't really care who wins. I have no stock in it anymore, obviously, because Brady, you know, broke my heart and left. But... I do want to see a great game just for the sake of football because NFL history deserves a nice duel between these guys, but like one last time. I would love to see just one last duel between Brady and Breeze. I mean, yeah, that would be fine. But the real the real, the real, real duel that, that I'm ready to see is the State Farm duel. That's the duel, that's the duel <laughs> I want to see. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. And Kevin, any final thoughts? Uh, no, I probably just want to see good games too. If every game's a nail bite, that'd be awesome. Kevin's yeah. a man of few words, but he is a man of confident words. I like that. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, check out bostonsbay3.com slash shop for all of our merchandise and everything else. New logo as well. If you guys want to check that out, it's me and Cartoon Chris. We look pretty fucking fly. I designed it myself. Uh, not to brag or anything, but uh, Boston's Big Three. Check them out. Stafford and Matthews wrapping up here. Division round. We'll see you guys next week.